Hello friends and welcome to the Board Game Review Room. This is a podcast in which I, Paco Garcia, will basically be telling you and reviewing a board game that I've played recently and the reasons why I liked it or not, as the case may be. For this first episode of this new room in the podcast channel, I wanted to talk to a game that I've been looking forward to having for a very, very long time because A, it was bloody expensive, and also, well, it wasn't really expensive, it was just very pricey, and also because, hey, it's about Cthulhu, and hey, it's about Sandy Peterson, was not to be looking forward to. Of course, I'm talking about Cthulhu Wars, a game that came out in Kickstarter quite a while ago, and after a few problems with production and delays, eventually it has come to our, our very eager hands, and we can crack it open and play. Firstly, a little bit about what the game is all about. In this game, the players take the role of one of four, and I'm talking about the basic games, there will be more factions later on, four factions of the Cthulhu mythos. Cthulhu, Nyarlathotep's, Shubnigural, and Hastur, who also comes in the company of the King in Yellow, as you could expect. Every player is going to be fighting against each other, it's a very competitive game, in order to, co- to conquer the planet. We basically want to dominate Earth at the expense of both humans and any other uh, mythos faction. In terms of production, the game is absolutely incredible, let me tell you this. When you get your box, which at the time of recording this podcast should cost you about $200, give or take, that's about 150 quid, 140 pounds, something like that, and just about 170 euros if you're listening to this in the EU, if you get a game you will get an absolutely massive, massive, very, very heavy box. It's, 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 a, it's a really the size of a small coffin, this game. Uh, the box is beautifully laid out, absolutely gorgeous material that is going to last for a great deal of time, and as soon as you open it, the first thing you will find, well, you'll find a few cardboard bits, like some chits, and, you know, the Doom tracks, and the player hint cards, there is a massive, really massive board. Actually, there are two boards, because the game, depending on how many players you're going to be playing, you can use one side of the board or another. More on that later. Then you get the insert, and in the insert you get, which, by the way, is possibly the thickest insert I have ever seen. It's about half a centimeter thick in plastic, and it's incredible. I mean, nothing, nothing is ever going to be damaged while being held in that insert. It's absolutely fantastic. They really went out of their way to make sure that the amazing minis that come with the game are not going to get damaged. Now, I say minis. They are not minis, they are maxis, because they are very, very big indeed. The four um, elders are just incredible. Uh, the Crawling Chaos, the Great Cthulhu, uh, Hastur, and the Black Goat are just fantastic. Very, very big. The sculpting by Fenris Games has been absolutely amazing. Really amazing. Beautiful, beautiful level of detail. Now, from the point of view of the storage, that's pretty much where the good news end. The game comes with an 
awful lot of other minis just as beautifully sculpted and also very big. They are a little bit bigger than 28mm, but not as big as the one of the, of the gods. Now the problem with this is that the minis are stored underneath this insert. So there isn't an awful lot of space to hold them there and they get squished quite a lot. So don't be surprised if, like me, you will find a few of those minis a little bit bent and you will have to unbend them. The relatively good or bad news is that the plastic that they've been created in is not particularly expensive plastic. It's very good because you still get all the details, but it is very, very flexible indeed. Uh, and they had to do that in order to save a little bit of cost because it's seriously, there is an awful lot of minis in here. They are very, very good sculpting quality. So they, they had to cut corners somewhere and making them of a very high quality would have pushed the price a great deal more. Now, am I complaining? No. This is good quality enough that it doesn't bother me that the plastic is not the best. But you have to be careful with how you handle them. And I would strongly suggest if you're going to get the game, think also about getting a box where to keep these minis because they are going to be very well worth uh, keeping safe. But other than that, it's, it's just a shame that there isn't an easy way of keeping these minis within the box because there will be no space after that and without adding to the expense of the production. So I can see how they've done it, but it is an issue. So just keep that in mind. The rest of the components, the chits, are very, very, again, incredibly good quality. The, the spells, every faction, you have to gather six spells and they come in a little chit that you have to put on your player board. Uh, they are very thick. They're never going to get bent in any time soon, unless you specifically want to. Uh, just as the portal tokens are also very, very thick and the elder signs are very good as well. So the whole quality production, they've really kept it as high as they could. And I think they have done a jolly good job. Uh, my, my set came with um, two minis, uh, one of them broken and uh, the other one that's in a leg broken. So it was fairly easy to repair as well. It just needed a little bit of glue. Another one that was a little bit bent and again, a little bit of hot water bent and bend them and put them as you like and then cold water and the whole thing is sorted. You just have to put them in a box so they don't get bent again. But it, it isn't something that uh, would bother me too much. I know there would be people out there who are a little bit more demanding than me, but in my case, I'm happy. The game plays very simply. The rules are incredibly well explained. The booklet is very thick. Everything is very well explained with all sorts of illustrations to tell you exactly how things are meant to be working, the game setup, etc, etc. And at the end of the book, you also have a questions, you know, frequently asked questions section that people have been asking during playtesting. And also a, a very quick, small strategy guide that tells you, you know, what was the best way to work with uh, with your faction. Now, that doesn't mean that that's just the only way to work with them. It's just a way to think about in what order you get the spells, how can you use the Doom Tracker, etc, etc. The gameplay is actually surprisingly simple. At the beginning of the round, the players will have to find out how many energy power they get or energy points. And they do that by counting how many active portals uh, the portals are being created by your 
acolytes and there is a limited number of acolytes that you can put on the board they can also be kidnapped by your other players so there is a way to make sure that your enemies are not getting as many points as you so your control portals are going to give you two points and any unattended portal is going to give everyone one point so sometimes it doesn't really make sense to leave a portal unattended and sometimes it makes sense to go and try to conquer a portal that other people have left abandoned for whatever reason so you can get a little bit of an advantage the player at the beginning of the round with the most points uh, is, is the first player. Now, one cool little thing is that that player will decide in what order the gameplay is going to happen. So instead of going clockwise, you can decide that you're going to go anti-clockwise because maybe the player to your left, you don't want them to go first because they could do something that could hurt you. So you can decide to actually go last. Those points are going to be used to do things during the game. Do things that can be summoning one of your minions, uh, or a cultist, or creating a portal, or summoning your god. You know, you can summon Hastur, or Cthulhu, or Shubnigurab on the table. Then uh, you can move as well, which is going to cost you points. You can move from one area of the world to another. That, that will cost you a little bit of power to do and you can conquer those areas you can also depending on what little missions you get so for example if you have three portals open and uh, controlled by your acolytes you can get a spell uh, and those spells are going to give you new abilities that you can use during your game if uh, your gods or your acolytes or your minions you know your creatures find themselves within the same space, you can choose to fight. And the fight is as simple as rolling a few d6s, and if you get a 6, you immediately kill the creature, whatever creature it is, it doesn't matter, even, even one of the elder ones, you can kill them or just vanish them away, uh, because it is representing that the, the fight is not just a physical fight, it is also a mystical fight. So if you could do your ritual correctly, then you're vanishing the creature wherever it is. Uh, and there is also a doom tracker, uh, because we are, we are looking forward to destroying the planet. So we need to reach 30 points or 20 points of doom, and then there is up to 30 because that's a way of uh, tie-breaking. Uh, and there is also another spell that, that is the apocalypse sort of spell that you can create and that will give you elder, elder signs. Now the elder signs are allocated randomly and they have a number of doom points as well. So they get added at the end of the game to the number of victory points, which is basically the doom, what, what the doom points do. You get several ways of playing the game. Firstly, the player with more points is the winner. However, you cannot possibly win unless you have all six spells. So gathering the six spells during game is absolutely essential. Even if you end up with more Doom points than anyone else, if you don't have all the spells, you don't win. That's it. And furthermore, if the game ends and neither of the four players have got the six uh, spells, then humans win. So everyone can lose as well, which I thought it was a really cool little twist to the whole game. 
The first game took us about a couple of hours to play. It was a little bit long because we were reading the rules as we went along. We weren't entirely sure how things were meant to be working and it took us a little bit longer to think about how we wanted to play. The second and third time that we played, it was a lot quicker. But boy, it was fun. I tell you, this game is nasty. Really nasty. You cannot be nice playing this game. Because if you are, you will be eaten alive. There is also one thing about the game, and is that every faction is very, very carefully balanced. If you play against uh, a very experienced player who knows exactly how things are meant to be working, you're going to be you're going to have a little bit harder time playing the game and winning. You will be able to play. You will be able to have a great time. But it's, it's unlikely you're going to win. For example, for us, the Crawling Chaos, my friend got exactly, exactly how to play her pretty much right away. And he wiped the floor with us. Completely and utterly wiped the floor with us because we were still trying to figure out, you know, how to play with a yellow sign or how to play with Cthulhu or the Black Goat. And, and, and it, it was, it's not as easy. Once you learn how each character plays, Things balance out an awful lot to the point that at the end of the last two games, we all ended within three or four victory points of each other. So there wasn't really a great deal of differentiation. And you'll notice, like, for example, the yellow, the, the, the king in yellow and has tour, they will seem that they're, they're lagging behind a little bit. But then at the end of the game, when you count the elder signs, which the the has to run the king in yellow have a greater ability to choose and find and get then the, the whole thing balances out so it, it looks like a weaker elder one but it really is not at all so it, don't be discouraged if you play for the, the game for the first time and it seems like one of your game one of your friends or two are really doing a lot better than the rest it's just a matter of getting to understand your character and getting to understand the game for me, one of the things that really tells you if the game is, is a good game worth having or not is whether you're left wanting to play more. And I can assure you, I cannot wait to play this game again. And I've already played a few times, but every time it gets better and better and better. It's absolutely fantastic. The one thing that we find annoying, and this is going to sound like an oxymoron, it's going to sound very strange, but the game is not big enough. The board it really isn't big enough. The minis are so huge that when you have a great deal of minis all in one place, like for example the North Pole or Antarctica, they struggle to be all in the same place. It's, it's very difficult to, sometimes you have to put your, your minis outside the area, even though you are meant to be in an area. So it takes a little while there to, to get used to that. The boards should be a little bit bigger. It's a minor irritation, but it is an irritation nonetheless. So again, keep that keep that one in mind. And we were playing just a four-player game, which is the basic set. Uh, when we have five sex factions, for example, we're wondering how that's going to pan out. So it would be fantastic to see a special edition sort of bigger board that we can buy separately or a different edition of the game in the future that comes with a bigger board where people can push all the minis in one place. That, that would be absolutely fantastic. But that's, that's pretty much the only thing I have to say about this game. The price tag, I think, is worth it because this game is going to be absolutely timeless. And when you put it on the table and you're playing it, it's absolutely spectacular 
really spectacular. I don't know what about it, but everything screams beauty. And it is tremendous good fun. Really, really, really good fun. It captures for me the spirit of Lovecraft absolutely fantastically well. So if you can chip in with your friends, uh, get a little bit of money each, uh, or a lot of money each, and get this game and pre-order the factions and the new expansions that are going to be coming because I think it's absolutely worth it. And if you like painting minutes, minis, this is going to be a nergasm for you. This is just fantastic to play with and, and, and paint. So overall, my complete and utter congratulations to Sandy Peterson Games because they've done something beautiful, beautiful with Cthulhu Wars. And I am thrilled that I backed the game in Kickstarter. Uh, let me know what you think about the game. Do do send me your comments. And thank you very much indeed for listening. You can find me in Twitter. I am at GMS Magazine. And of course, we are in as well in Facebook, of course, GMS Magazine, and as well, Google+. And if you want to email, the email address is podcast at gmsmagazine.com. Very much look forward to hearing from you.